Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yotis B, welcome to The Sportive, the Minnesota sports podcast where we put all your asses in the jackpot every week. Got John here. Hi, John. Right in right in the jackpot, right in the Brandon. Jackpot. Right in the jackpot. And Stu is also here. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? So do either of you understand what the jackpot term? No, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know where the jackpot might be. I it's it comes from the media. I think a jackpot is bad. <laughs> the jackpot. I think the jackpot yes. is bad. Like the you don't want to get caught media. in a jackpot. You don't want to get caught in a jackpot, right? And the jackpot is essentially media jackals. Is that what jackpot means? Or no, I think it means just means you're going to get in in trouble. That's the you don't want to you don't want to get stuck in the jackpot. It's interesting because now I know um. As a millennial, I remember that jackpot used to be the best thing that you could get when you played 500 with your buddies in the backyard with the football. Jackpot was good. And yeah. so now it's yeah. turned and, um Yeah, and um, my friend uh, Luke uh, used to work in Seattle radio. Uh, he had a guy he worked with there, and his like one of his uh, turns of phrase was he's going to cut up a couple of jackpots and uh, share them with people. Like It was like betting advice. So... Um, Wow. It can have it can have uh, different meanings to different people in uh, different. It, it's it it it's it's multicultural. I think is what I'm saying. It's versatile. Yeah. Well, okay. So I think that's enough of the jackpot comment. Let's get to the real uh, the big issue this week, which of course, how about that raccoon, guys? You believe that thing <laughs> climbed up a wall? <laughs> yeah, climbed up a whole building. We're also desperate for uh, something happy man. that we actually cheered on. A raccoon not dying, which is opposite of every other day of the year, every other day I've ever been alive. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, just uh, a, a remarkably vicious rodent yeah. that is like, you know, it, 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 they kill people's dogs. They, they go through your trash, they kill puppies, but this one, this one was different because um, it was across the street from a major media um, organization. And uh, it, it it didn't die. 
I gotta, I gotta say, I was taken slightly aback by the nationwide media tour that the raccoon went on last night and this morning. I, I, I was a little disor- disheartened to hear that people were like gathering around the building in St. Paul <laughs> to watch the raccoon. Like there was, there was a tweet or a story that said scores of people came out to check on the raccoon. And I thought, boy, you just don't have to do much to draw a crowd in this town. Do you? Um, and I made some jokes about it, but it was like, it was on the today show. I heard it was basically everywhere today. The story of a raccoon climbing a building. So yep. The the gentle mockery that I subjected the Twin Cities to for being the kind of town where a raccoon can draw a crowd was clearly not warranted because apparently America is the kind of place where a raccoon can draw a crowd. It did feel good that we yeah. weren't completely uh, lit up by the nation as being a bunch of backcountry rubes. Everyone else was pretty into it as well. So, you know, there's tension, yeah. and that's a very interesting thing for everybody, so... Yeah, this was it was a lot like the day the llamas got loose. That was in like New Jersey or something. I can't actually remember where the llamas. What a day! Were, but yeah, what do you think? Very similar. Very similar. What do you story. think the odds are that when you have grandkids and let's say it's like fifty years from now or something, that you tell them the story of there was one week in 2018 where our president met with the ruthless dictator of North Korea. And like a day later, we were all so desperate for good news. A raccoon climbed 25 stories up a building and it was all the nation talked about for like two days. I want to hear what are the odds that you tell that story and what are the odds you're immediately committed to a mental institute right afterwards? I hope at some point a child of mine is looking up old editions of the news. Maybe they were born on June 13th or something like that or June Mm -hmm. 12th. So they look up 2018 and say, all right, Dad, I have a question. There's a story in here about the President of the United States suggesting that we might build prisons just to hold children. <laughs> temporary but temporary prisons. Clear, clearly <laughs> overwhelmed in coverage by the story of a raccoon climbing up a building. Can you explain what 2018 was like through the prism of these two yeah, stories? Yeah, that ought to do it. Yeah. And the coincidence of them coming out on the same day? Yeah. No one will I believe think, you. No one will ever believe that I this think happened. To, yeah. I think to make it more relatable for my grandchildren, I'll say, you know, the building the raccoon was on, on the second floor of that building is where I would see my friend John's slightly angrier twin brother Dave outside of the pot <laughs> belly where the busker was going to start playing Piano Man on his acoustic guitar. And both John's slightly angrier brother Dave and I were just freaking out because we knew he was going to sing <laughs> Piano Man. So It is really bad. I hope, it's a really bad one. I, I hope people know that. Your grandchildren will definitely not send you to a home after hearing that story. They will well, definitely be thrilled. About. President Marthaler's slightly angrier brother. That one? Yeah. <laughs> so a uh, question about Piano Man. I am obviously living in my bubble, as you know, elitist, my elitist bubble. Yep. And I was taken aback by the 89.89.3 uh, essential songs a number of times by how many like songs I thought were noted as terrible by everybody were seemed to be well-liked. Um Still, the number one example is American Pie. I, I'm still just 
completely shocked that anybody enjoys that song, but it was on the list, so some people, somebody must like it. Uh, is Piano Man also one of those things where actually people love that song? Do people? I mean, what do you mean by people hating <clears throat> Piano Man? Because I, I don't think anyone is cranking Piano Man in the car on the way home or something like that. But at the same time, you put seven beers in anyone and put them in a bar and somebody plays Piano Man, they're going to sing along. Yeah, okay. It's like it's like the baby got back of pop songs. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Drunk enough, I can see myself. It's nine o'clock yep. on a Saturday. Ugh. Yeah, that's exactly what you would yeah, do. Jesus. First Especially of all, Sir, Sir Mix-a-Lot has done yeah. nothing to you guys, and yet you compare... Baby got back to fucking piano man. You keep you keep Sir Mixalot's name out of your mouth. That is that is an unmer that that is an inapt analogy, sir. John, sir. When we, John, when we had that uh, that first meeting somewhere in the seven corners of the U to talk about starting this podcast, the first thing we said was. Thou shalt never disparage the name Sir Mix-a-Lot. And you know what? We did yeah. it for 246 episodes, but today we finally broke our number one rule. Yeah, the covenant uh, is over. Covenant. My non-disclosure, my non-insult agreement with Sir Mix-a-Lot expired a week and a half ago. So finally I can say the things that I've been meaning to say all this time. We'll be heading, yeah. Well, we'll be heading right back to court, I'm sure. We'll see that bastard yeah. again. Well, oh, God. we really got off track here. Do you want to get to the actual sports that we were planning to talk about today? Uh, we good. Sure. I don't. I, I think that's what people expect. I'm. I think a lot of people have probably turned the podcast off by now, given that we haven't mentioned sports yet, and we're ten minutes into the podcast. Right. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. I fucked up, man. I definitely wanted to get to the jackpots and raccoons These at some point. These things but... happen. Let's... We had to talk about Sir Mix-a-Lot just to get it out of our yeah. system. But yeah, now let's let's slice up a couple of jackpots, boys. Let's What's up, up first, Brandon? First jackpot of yep. the... Slice up some jackpots. We're going to slice up some... Is it slice up or light up? Slice up? Slice. We're gonna slice. slice. Okay, we're going to slice up a couple of jackpots. We actually really only have one main jackpot this week, and uh, so I'm glad we had a couple appetizers to get us uh, to the main event. Uh, the World Cup is starting at some point. Soon. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. By the time you listen to this, the World Cup will probably have started unless you're weighed and you listen to this at 11 o'clock tonight when we post We are recording this on June 13th, 2018, and the World Cup will be starting tomorrow. And uh, 10 a.m. 10 a.m. tomorrow, if you're in the central time zone. So there's four of us on this podcast. Three of us are, I would say, casual at best international soccer fans, and we've got one diehard and so the one diehard, yeah. John, is going to be is going to be previewing the World Cup for us. So, John, I'll uh, I'll give the floor to you. All right, my plan was to just run through from number thirty two to number one the, the the best teams in the World Cup. Uh, I think every segment should take about thirty minutes. So this will be a thirty one hour podcast. Um, that, that's going to include a lot of other side topics that I'm going to get to. I know the math didn't work right there, but it's trust close me, though. 31 hours might be enough to talk about this. Um, I think, why don't we start with assigning, assigning some squads out? 
Yes, it's our famous bit when there's only one person who's yes. interested in a, in a sport, that person will assign teams to root for for the other three people. And I think you've got one. Are you going to assign one to yourself as well? Uh, I'll think about it okay. again. I, I'll start with you guys. I am, as a as a dispassionate media member, of course, I'm just cheering for a good sure. game, but... Yeah. I can probably assign myself a, a squad or two at, at the same but time. But really, you're so. trying to convince us to get into a sport that you love, and you're going to try to help us with a rooting interest. Yep. I, I just, I'm thinking of you guys. I know you guys are looking at the World Cup. You look at the list of countries involved, and I remember what it was like when I first watched the World Cup, and you looked and you said, oh, I, I didn't know Saudi Arabia was good at soccer. It seems... It seems like they randomly drew it out of a hat with all of the nations in the United Nations in it. It it can seem like that. So I'm here to I'm here to be your to be your guide, to be your Sher- your Sherpa, your the Virgil for your Dante in the World Cup. Um Culpepper? And yes, Dante Culpepper and Virgil Trucks. Nice. The Virgil Trucks to your Dante Culpepper. I totally awesome. get that. All right. So I want to start with Brandon, and this is an idea that uh, our our good friend Colin Solberg suggested on Twitter. He actually assigned teams out for everybody but me, and I made a point not to go back and look at that because I don't want to copy exactly what he said, although I may actually copy exactly what he said. But what he did was he assigned everyone a good team and a not-so-good team. Oh, okay. Because I could, yeah, I could assign y'all Brazil and Germany and Portugal and whatever, and it would be a little bit less meaningful because they don't play in a lot of the games. So I'm going to give you a team that's not expected to win and a team that could potentially win the World Cup for each of you. And we're going to start with Brandon because I his name comes first in the alphabet. I guess I'm the best. I heard you loud and clear there. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we all know we all know the Brandon Broxy experience. You're you're cool. You're hip. You're young. You're fun. Everybody. Loves you're a tastemaker. Yes. Yep. So I'm going to give you a couple of teams that are the teams that everybody's excited about here. Your your not very popular team is Egypt, and the reason it's Egypt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when you think Egypt, you think young and fun, but that's not what I'm getting at here. Egypt has uh, Mo Salah, who plays for Liverpool, formerly of Roma, um, who led the Premier League in goals this year, and he's everybody's new favorite player in the Premier League. Nobody hates Mo Salah. He seems to be a really nice guy. He scores a ton of goals. He He drove Liverpool to the Champions League final this year. He's cool. Nobody is cooler than Mo Salah right now. And so Brandon, who's always up on what's cool, yeah. his not very popular team is Egypt. Yeah, I'm the Mo Salah of marketing, basically. You're the Mo Salah of marketing, yeah. for yeah, sure. People say that a lot. I get that all the time. I'm all totally, right. Okay, I'm in. I'm in yeah. on Egypt. But Egypt is not going to win, correct? Egypt is not going to win the World Cup. But they have Mo Salah. He's actually... A little bit hurt. We're not sure that he's going to play in their first game, but he should be back. He got hurt in the Champions League final because of that jerk-off Sergio Ramos, who plays for Spain, who is not playing Mo Salah. In the I've game. always hated him. 
<laughs> I'm glad that I can get a proper hatred of Sergio Ramos going. I don't know why I hate Sergio Ramos. I just do. Um, all right. Stu, we're going to do you next with your unpopular team. Okay. And I've... This is, this is, there's a lot of places you could go with this, not all of them favorable. But you're, I, I think when people think of Sue, they think beer, they think out of an unpopular area. You're coming from Hector, Minnesota, not a vacation destination. Wow. That's, that's fair. I think that's very fair. So we are going to give you a team. From the the continent that is probably not not really not, not one of the traditional powerhouses. So your unpopular your your unfashionable team is Nigeria. Mm, mm-hmm. Nigeria, sure, okay. big beer drinking country, African okay. country. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware, I, John. <laughs> they have. They have a cup. They have a couple of really exciting players. I think you're. I think you're going to like Nigeria, too. And I like you. And okay. I wanted to give a team, give you a team you like. Oh, good, good. Um, how many teams um, from the African continent have won the World Cup, John? Do you know that off the top of your head? Uh, none, zero. Has. Wow, so that'd be a, that'd be a big deal if that happened. That if if Nigeria wins the World Cup, it will be the story of. Several. It'll it'll be the biggest story for some time. Do you think they'll awesome. fly cool. Stu out for the championship parade down uh, old Nigerian road? I think road? they should. Yeah, I I, uh, I I would if I was. Yeah, there. they probably should. they probably will. I know the uh, Nigerian uh, ambassador is a huge fan of the podcast. So shout out. Yep. Shout out to right. whatever 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 crook uh, Trump gave the ambassadorship to. Yeah. <laughs> whatever New York real estate dickhead it was. Uh, you know. Anyway, keep going. Sorry, well, didn't mean to get yeah. sidetracked. Okay. Yeah, I'll stop too. All right. So for our good friend Chicken Fingers, mm-hmm. our good friend Clarence Swamptown, our he's got so many names that it's hard to it's hard to mm-hmm. keep them all straight. Who is at a baseball game again tonight? We should add. Who is at a at a at a youth sports event again? Oh, I should have made this youth sports related. Do I still have time to switch it? No, I don't think so. I I, I want to give. I, I I think one of the things we know about our good friend Chicken Fingers is that he doesn't appreciate show offs. He doesn't like he doesn't like the guy who flips the bat. He doesn't like the guy who does the dance in the end zone. Act like you've been there before. That's his thing. Even when they haven't so, been there before, pretend that you've even been when there they before. haven't been there before. If it's the greatest thing that's ever he, happened to you during sports, do not emote at all. That's his point of view. Yes, he's a team guy. So I am going to give him Sweden as oh. his not fashionable oh, team. God. Somewhere in Cannon Falls, reason- he just just fury and rage about being Sweden. And the reason the reason is this: so the most famous soccer player ever from Sweden is Latin Ibrahimovic, who's amazing, but he's also very he's he's a huge show off. He retired from the Swedish national team a couple years ago, and then coming up to this World Cup after they qualified, he said, "Well, maybe I'll come back." And the Swedish team, sort of to their credit, said, no, you weren't part of this qualification. You're not on this team. 
that seems like a Clarence Swamp Town kind of move right there. Sure, he's the best Swedish soccer player of all time, but but you know what? Screw you. Screw you, Zlatan. So that that is I, I, I don't know that he'll appreciate being having the Swedes, but they're his unpopular team. I have a pretty good guess if he'll appreciate it or not, but I guess we'll find out on Twitter soon. What do you think about that? I I think he'll be angry, but deep down he'll know I'm right. I think that's probably the case with almost every conversation or interaction we have with Chicken Finger 69. He's angry that's with right. us, but deep down he knows we're right. Exactly. Um, so, for the, the teams that actually have a chance of winning. Here we go. Here we go. I, also Brandon, wanna, I, wanna, I, I wanna know for the record that I stayed quiet through that entire thing, so he cannot get mad at me about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How does that work out for you when you try to pull that one? Does that ever work out for you, Stu? Not... <laughs> Yeah. Nope. Not even close. Not not once. Um. All right. So Brandon, yes. the team that actually could win some stuff. Again, you you got the you're you're Poochie, and I I thought a lot about who is the Poochie of this tournament. Mm-hmm. Poochie, as we know, is cool, but ultimately unsuccessful. Tries very hard so, to seem younger than he is. Yep. Yep. Tries very hard to be cool. Does and when he's and when he's not on the pitch, people ask, "Where's Poochie?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so your your squad that actually has a chance of winning some stuff is Belgium. For years now, Belgium has been the team that everyone's like, "I don't know, they're my dark horse contender." Here comes Belgium. They're putting and... mayonnaise on fries. <laughs> yeah, here they Fuck. go. Once again, they've got Kevin De Bruyne, who is maybe the best player in England. Probably not the world. They're Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi still exist as people, but Kevin De Bruyne might be the best player in the Premier League. Kevin? They've Did you got, say his name is Kevin? His name is Kevin, but I need you to get by okay. that. Okay, I'm over it. I just wanted to clarify if I'm cheering for a soccer player named Kevin. Yeah. Kevin? Kevin? <laughs> um... Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Sorry, I needed some beer there because we were talk- talking about Belgium. That's why I was quiet. No, that makes sense. Um, they every year people you, you go down the Belgium roster and you think this team has it has the defense, it has the offense, it has everything it needs to succeed, and then they kind of disappoint you. And I'm not saying you're disappointing, Brandon. I'm just saying Pucci was disappointing. All the tools, but can't put it together. Unsuccessful, ambitious, but. Shoots themselves in the dick once in a while. Sure. I'm fine with all of this. Yep. All right. So, Stu, what is the greatest beer drinking nation on earth? Um, the United States of America, but they're not in the World Cup, John. So who's they're the not in the World greatest? Cup. All right. Oh, breaking news. Who's the second greatest beer drinking uh, nation on earth? I'm going to say um, Angie Merkel's Germany. 
Angie Merkel's Germany, that is correct. <laughs> and here's the thing. Germany is the reigning World Cup champion. Who is the reigning City Page's best tweeter of the year? Uh, my, Randball Stu. My God. And who is that, Stu? Is that you? That's 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 me, John, yes. Holy All right. shit. You did it, my Your God, team. man. You did it. <laughs> you are the tournament favorite, Stu. Wow. You have Germany. Wow. That's a heavy lies the head that wears the crown, gentlemen. I don't know. Yeah, what an honor. I don't know about this at all. Wow. Uh, well, thanks, John. Um, as you know, I already have predicted a different team would win, but I'd be very happy that a, if a, a German victory happened. Yeah, I want. I do want to go over your guys' World Cup picks here in a uh-huh. second. But first, I want to assign our good friend yes. Chicken Fingers a team. Yep. He's oh, already God. quit and the podcast. Please, so. please. Yeah. Please. I've, I've, please. Believe come me. On, I, I spent a lot of time trying to come up with a rationale. John, you can do this. Do I it. Assign, we need you to do it. Do I it. could assign France to <laughs> Chicken Fingers. Yes, 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 yes. Our good yes. friend Chicken Fingers. But I could. Yes. Before... Mr. Fingers, I want you to, if you're still listening, I did not assign you France. No. I also spent oh, a lot of pull time. Pull the plug. Pull the plug on John. How do I mute his mic? I lot of time thinking. Uh, mute. I, mute. I also tried to spend a lot of time thinking about how I could get Mexico in there as a Chicken Fingers pick because he loves tacos and burritos. Oh, man, you choke. <laughs> Choker. But, I'm so mad at you. But instead, instead, late breaking news. Only one pre-tournament favorite managed to fire its coach the day before the World Cup started because he had the temerity to take another job, and that is Spain. Uh, the other day, Spain's national team coach, I, and whose name I'm sadly forgotten right now, announced that he was going to take be the coach of Real Madrid starting after the World Cup was over. Uh... For some reason, the Spanish National Team Federation decided that was an unpardonable sin. I don't exactly know why. It wasn't like he was going to stick around for seven years after the tournament was over and continue to be the Spanish National Team coach. Real Madrid is one of the biggest jobs in the world, and if anybody asks you, you're going to take that job. Also, I don't know why that coach couldn't wait until after the tournament to say something, but here we are. And that kind of cantankerous bad faith that kind of climbing up on a hill and deciding to die on that hill no matter how small that hill is on both sides i think is exactly what our good friend dr fingers brings to the table he does that that kind that kind of anger is what we want so his his team is spain i am uh you're completely right he dies on uh and hills Daily, mm-hmm. and I'm just envisioning being at a Mediterranean Spanish restaurant and and having somebody deliver him some tapas and seeing how yeah. him fucking flipping out, flipping the table over, leaving. And uh, I gotta tell you, I'm loving that visual right now. So I was mad at you for not giving him France because I think we all knew that was the thing. <laughs> but you know what? You dug a little bit deeper. Yeah. You went further than you needed to, and I and I think you probably came up with the right uh, with the right team for him. So, right. I'm sorry I just told you to uh, die 30 seconds ago. I shouldn't yeah. have. I shouldn't have said <laughs> yeah. that. That was rash. It's really good. Um, 
I don't know who to assign myself. Well, let's ask. Let's uh, ask this: If you're not going to assign something for yourself, um, I, we all know that you're a you're a, a big swinging D uh, in the soccer community. So maybe you can't actually pull for any of these teams. But who, in all honesty, do you think would be the most fun team to win it all? Realistically speaking, the most fun team. Yeah, have. like oh wow, yeah. that was. I what would make you the happiest as a soccer fan? Oh. That's a good question. I actually had a discussion about one team in particular, about Mexico today, with my my angrier brother Davis. Duke yep. He's not actually angry than me, but I well, it's not possible, but it's fun to to pretend, right? Because <laughs> the weird thing is, in the current political climate, hating on Mexico feels like being on the wrong side. You know what I mean? It feels like being on the wrong side of history. But these are. Their fans are awful. Their fans <laughs> can't homophobic, homophobic things. Oh, okay. They've thrown bags full of urine at United States players. Let he who has not thrown anything. a bag of urine cast the first stone on this one, John, but I digress. Here's the thing. Back in the 2014 World Cup, Mexico was in the same boat as the United States. They were about to not qualify for the World Cup. The USA was playing Panama. They were losing 2-1. to one. All they had to do was roll over and die, and Mexico was going to miss the World Cup. But they scored two goals in stoppage time and sent Mexico into a playoff instead of home like they deserved to because they had 14 straight 0-0 draws or something like that. We saved Mexico. And come around to the 20, 2018 World Cup qualifiers, the United States needed a return of the favor. They were losing to Trinidad. All they needed, all they needed was for Mexico to win. And Mexico rolled over and died against a terrible team. We needed you, Mexico. You weren't there for us. I don't see how I can be there for you. That is what is making me more angry than anything right now. This is such a... Go to hell, Mexico. This is such a classic John response. I asked you what team would make you the happiest to win, and you completely ignored the question... And have screamed and, and raved about Mexico for about five minutes. The opposite I'm of an answer. Because <laughs> here's the thing, Brandon. I've been trying for days, for days to get behind Mexico. I want to get behind Mexico. They're the only North American team that made it to the World Cup. Oh, okay. I feel, I feel like I should. They're the home team, but ultimately, it's like. I can't be one of those people that's like, oh, I'm going to cheer for Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl. Good. I would just want to win for the Big Ten. We don't 10. want you no, to be that screw person. screw that. Those guys are idiots. Yeah. Well, which team would make me the happiest if they won the World Cup? Honestly, I think it might be Nigeria. They have awesome jerseys. They have a couple of fun players. It would be super fun. I don't think they're going to get out of the, out of the first round. But, hey, that'd be super fun. They're not all that good, but... What the hell? How about of the, let's say, six teams most likely to win it? Because my sense is it's usually one of the top teams. There's not a whole lot of Cinderella stories in the World Cup. Right. Um, Of the top six teams most likely to win it, what team is the most exciting to watch? The most exciting to watch. That's an interesting question. I think the team that has the most good players on it of all, and this is the team that I actually picked to win the World Cup, is is the French team. Ah, I think France wow. – I, I said this somewhere, but I think if you took there, – there's 23 players on a World Cup squad. I think if you took players 24 through 46, 
on France and put them in the tournament as a different country, they would probably make the quarterfinals. It's Deep. an immensely it's an immensely stacked team, and also it's it's also fun to me because they're always they, they always feel like they're one hour from disaster. Like you take a team like that, and then they played they played the U.S. last weekend on on Saturday in just a pre-tournament warm-up. And they, you know, they started this whole star-studded squad. And the USA, a lot of their guys are playing in their league season right now. So they basically took a bunch of guys who are like 22, 23, guys who just happen to be doing not much else right now. And the USA ended up somehow managing to get a tie out of that game. And it was hilarious because there was every chance they were going to ruin France's World Cup before it started by just causing half the half the squad to get in a fight with the other half. And it's that kind of tightrope act that I really enjoy. But I think I, I think they have the best chance to be an actual exciting fun to watch team. There's always Brazil too, they're always fun to watch, but they in the last World Cup in the semifinals, they were playing at home. They they came up against Germany. Everyone was kind of expecting them to not only win that night, but win the World Cup, and then they got hammered seven to one. And I feel like the whole experience is just—it it scarred everyone involved. Like if they give up a goal in the first five minutes of a game, the whole country is just going to burn down because it's like, oh no, it's happening again. We can't let this happen again. Riot! It's riot time. Yeah, you can never start riding too early. That's an important thing that I think we're going to remember during the World Cup. Uh, so, John, how much of this are you going to be watching? Are you full-on obsessed? Oh, yeah. As much as you can possibly watch? I, I think you guys know that I am an obsessive, so I will, if possible, watch every minute of the World Cup. It's not possible. I have I have a job and a well, family, as of and now. all of these things, all of these things are a real drain on my ability to watch every minute of the World Cup. I, I said this on Twitter to my my friend and fellow soccer commentator Bruce McGuire, but I really, when I got married and when I got this job, I really should have been very clear to them that every four years for two three weeks, I'm just going to go MIA. I'm not. I'm no longer part of a family or. Any workplace, I am only a World Cup watcher. That's all I'm doing during that time. And if you'll still have me when it's over, I'll come back. But during that time, I only care about the World Cup. Jesus. So you're into it. Yeah, and honestly, I don't even... It's kind of a weight off my mind that the USA didn't qualify. Of course, it's the worst thing ever because, <laughs> as I, as I said at the time, it's like... The USA making the World Cup is like your team making the Super Bowl, except they get to play the Super Bowl at least three times in a couple of weeks. But then missing it, it's just like, it's going to be December 2022 before they even could be in the World Cup. Well, I mean, I think we basically said uh, it's the equivalent of the Vikings just not being in the NFL for three years. If you're a super fan, right? right? They're just, they don't play anymore. Yeah, they're they're going to watch some practices if you want, but... It's over. So, uh, so when does it for a casual fan like myself and Stu? Um, when does it get really, really fun to watch? Really exciting. Well, let me ask you guys: when it comes to March Madness every year, are you guys? 
I can't wait for the final four, no. I can't wait for the Elite Eight kind of guys, or are you guys the first two days of the NCAA tournament are the best two days of the year kind of guys? Stu? Sorry, my wife just uh, came into the room to show me a, a picture. I'm, uh, I was distracted. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> That's the kind of dedication to it. Yeah. It, mean, was from fr- it was I, from I friend of the show, you, Melissa but... Floyd, just for the record. It's from a friend of the show. That's worth it. I want to make fun um, of you, but I've been ranting about teams that aren't in the World Cup for the last yeah, 10 minutes. I can't so blame I can't him. Blame yeah, you. no, it's, it's yeah. on you, John. I like the first round of the NCAA tournament better, if that's the true. All right. So that means that now is the time to get excited. There's going to be three, four games a day for the next couple of weeks here there's there's one tomorrow but i think every day after that there's three or four for a while and there's they line them up so there's usually not two going on at the same time and so you can pretty much just binge watch well i'm excited last time the world cup was on i was really into it um it's also nice to cheer is that actually true it is true i had a blast and it's really interesting to watch a sport that i have fun in the moment watching. I'm very into it. And then there I'm over I'm over whatever the result is in maybe 20 seconds. And it's <laughs> that a is great kind of nice. Isn't it, it is the sweet spot. It's a boon. It's a boon for our nation's bar owners cuz they can have uh, live sports on during weekdays. <laughs> Speaking of which, just... Stu, is Surly going to be opening early in the morning for any of the World Cup? Um, no, because we don't have TVs, John. Right. Nowhere? Right. Do you have a TV at your desk? Um, I have a computer at my desk. That shows video. Right, I'm it. coming to your desk to watch the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, um, I do think, uh, there are, I think there might be plans afoot to maybe get a screen out in the beer garden or something, since we do that, have a fair amount of soccer people. does show, like, movies half the time? We just started doing that two weeks ago. That'd be yeah, fun. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> you uh, might you might be thinking of a theater. Sure you might be thinking of a theater and a and a bar. That's that's that possible. Might be what you're thinking of. So, well, yeah. John, that was a what a doubt. That was an outstanding World Cup preview. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Wow. He went he went over a I, half hour just doing that. That's 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 some classic Marthaler there. It was incredible. I mean, it is a big deal. And yeah. I think another reason that it was good that you talked about the World Cup so much is because, again, as mentioned, it's mid-June. I mean, we talked about raccoons at the start of this thing. There ain't a whole lot of other sports going on. Typically in mid-June, it's baseball, right? And I think the only thing that we could potentially talk about is how the twins make us sick to our stomachs. So that's not fun to talk about. So... It's fine. We can also talk about how your Minnesota Lynx keep losing. Yeah, they're also bad. And we try to give them uh, a little bit of coverage here, and we just has never not taken in many years. So, uh, John, I have another question for you about other sports. Um, what was your okay. What was your reaction to the Stanley Cup results? The Caps winning that was good, right? I was happy. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, we talked about this a lot on the podcast, but I was I was rooting pretty hard for Washington. They have. They've gone a lot of years where they have suffered in new and novel ways come playoff time. They, I think this was their 44th season, and this is the first time they've won the Stanley Cup. And Alex Ovechkin is awesome. I, 
I, I think as uh, as a sportive as the sportive, we can agree that Alex Ovechkin is off. I, I, I'm sitting here trying to remember. The the pause is me trying to remember whether Doctor Fingers has ever said anything about how much he hates Alex Ovechkin. I don't think I can't so. remember that. So I don't think so. Pending his reaction, I'm going to say we all love Alex Ovechkin, and he, when he won the Stanley Cup, he just looked absolutely over the moon, like he was going to cry. And since he won the Stanley Cup, he has not been sober for one second. He is a man no, that is. Uh... He got drunk that night. He has woken up drunk every day since then and immediately started drinking again. He is yeah, inspiration. the drunkest man in He's the world. He's an American hero. Yeah. Was he on the bench uh, during the last few seconds? Is that what I saw, like him celebrating on the bench? Yeah, I think Why that's wasn't right. he on the ice? Well, I don't know. He was a defensive zone face-off. What's he going to do? I, do I, I don't know. I was just curious if there was like if he was hurt or tired or it just felt kind of weird that he was on the bench for it. Uh, this, I feel like we are headed towards a discussion of either rocket skates or defensemen not being given <laughs> sticks, and I don't want to go there. Right no, now. no, no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Okay, hold on. One thing. Two sticks. Is that two sticks? One in each hand? One in each or? hand, yep. One guy on the ice. Or two of them taped together. One, one guy on the ice gets double stick. <laughs> gets a double stick. Yeah. And is it is it one in each hand? Because I don't know that that's more useful. I don't know. They can choose. They just have two of them. <laughs> You're given two sticks, and whether you want to tape them together <laughs> for in to make them into one mega stick or use two sticks is up yep. to you. Yeah. Uh, I think in, this is... Uh, <laughs> My best idea. This is a my best idea. hockey idea. Uh, um, the other thing that made me happy about Washington winning it is because it was very unfair that Vegas was going to win their first year. They're hopefully going to be bad for like thirty years at least now, right? And not win at all because it it would be funnier. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It would be hilarious like if this was the closest they ever got, and their GM, who right now is a saint who can do no wrong made an increasingly panicky and idiotic series of moves that made their team worse at every turn, just like every other NHL GM, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. I would enjoy I that. I would love it. Okay, good. So we, we feel pretty happy about that. I also, moving, yep, moving on to other sports, I don't have a whole lot to say about the NBA. Uh, the exact thing that we predicted would happen, and by we I mean all of America, uh, happened. So that was a huge bummer. But now the soap opera mm-hmm. part of the NBA begins, which is really fun because every year, and I think this is kind of a recent thing, a bunch of superstars are going to switch teams. And I don't know if this was after that lockout or whatever. It feels like every year there's like three or four or even more of the top like 30 guys in the league go play for a different team. Yeah, somehow LeBron's contract hasn't out every it year. It actually does. He's been it's doing that for years. It's either expiring or yeah. LeBron has been doing so, one-year deals with Cleveland, and Kevin Durant has also been doing one-year deals. Um, so maybe that's the new thing. But uh, I think it's a blast. I think it's super fun because uh, it's just such an interesting off-season, and it makes the seasons more fun. Because half it, half of it is how much are these guys going to be able to play together? My question for you was: So, or do you have one? No, I have a question for you, sure. Brandon. If you could choose, and not you can't just say Minnesota, but if you could choose 
where would you put LeBron next year? Oh, Jesus. Uh, that would be the Philadelphia 76ers, John. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, you asked the question, John. What do you want me to say? The Philadelphia 76ers are a bad team. Uh, Why would you put him on a bad team? 52 wins, the number three seed, rookie of the year, another first team all nba if he stays healthy. They're fucking awesome. I love the Sixers. <laughs> Which he'll never stay healthy. He can't stay healthy. That's who he is as a person. Have you been asleep for the past year? He was healthy all season. I mean, his face... Didn't he get hurt in the playoffs? His face broke. Sure. He broke his face. Yeah, there you go. But his face came back together, and then he was really good again. So he played like 70 of the 90 games they played or whatever. Um, well, I mean, he probably will get a combat medal for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm voting for him for president. Holy <laughs> hell, Matt Boyle is back. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know where LeBron's going to go. I, I, none of them make a ton of sense, and they all make a little bit of sense. Actually, the one that probably makes the most sense if he cared about, like, a good path to success the rest of his career is Boston because Brad Stevens is such a good coach, and they've got oh. so many good players around him. But, gosh, that would be awful. It, but uh, he has hated Boston his entire career, and... Uh, they've always hated him. Like, it's been his number one, I think, sort of nemesis for most of his career. So it would be weird if he went to Boston. But that would make the most sense, I think, from, like, a basketball perspective. But I can see him staying in Cleveland. I can see him... A lot of people think he's going to go to the Lakers, which seems super, super weird to me. But I don't know. Man, why would he stay in Cleveland? I can't imagine. He would be I, nuts to stay in Cleveland. I can't imagine he's going to do that. I think he will be somewhere else. I hope so. It's super it's fun. Just, that was going to be my question. Yeah. And, uh, Stu, I'll start with you. Do you like when the NBA being like every guy changes at least one or two teams his career and usually even more? Do you like that aspect of it? Do you want that in other sports as well? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I don't know that I have a good reason for it, other than it usually means somebody cool might come to your team at some point. Instead of... I grew up with them before uh, the 87 World Series. Uh, nobody ever came to the Minnesota Twins. Ever. Nobody cool who was on baseball cards ever came to the Minnesota Twins. It was whoever we traded our good players for. We would like, you know, the best it got for like a kid growing up was, oh, we got Ken Landro in the Rod Carew trade. Ooh, <laughs> Ken Landro. That's so yeah. It um, that that might be where it comes from. It's just like from when I was a kid and seeing all the cool players on TV and the baseball cards and on the radio. Um, they never came to Minnesota, whereas now there's at least a puncher's chance of somebody ending up here. And I mean, obviously, it also has serious problems as evidenced by John's Minnesota Wild who did sign all the good players to ridiculous contracts and now they're all 33 going on 48 and uh, <laughs> absolutely com unable to compete with those contracts so yeah um, and I, think I like it but I, so yeah just on a personal I just I, I like it personally but it we have seen it demonstrated that it has its drawbacks 
Well, I think that it has its drawbacks when you don't have any um, any limitations in some of the contracts. I think that's actually part of the NBA. I could be wrong here, so I'm sorry if somebody wants to correct me, uh, especially the Nigerian ambassador who we mentioned before. Hello again. I know you're a huge fan. Um, I think you could only sign five-year contracts as like a maximum uh, in the NBA, which obviously the NHL, when they signed what's-her-faces to like 11-year deals, that's kind of an impetus to um, – to changing things when some of that sort of shit happens. So maybe some of it is just in the, um, in the structure of how the leagues are organized. But John, what do you think? Do you, do you like when guys stay on their teams forever or do you like just the constant mix up? What would you do in like the NHL or NFL or? I like when guys stay on their teams, but I also, I like when the people who play the games get, most of the money, and usually you have to switch teams for that to happen. So, if there was a way for everybody to stay on the same team, and also you could somehow remove the influence of stupid GMs who signed Miko Koivu to long-term contracts, then that would be my ideal. I, I guess what I'm saying here, I, I this doesn't really match up, because I guess what I'm saying is, I want guys to stay on the same team until I want to get rid of them and then I want them run out of time. Yeah. Which is, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, maybe think about this less of like a team that you care about. I'm just trying to think of, you know, we we love to have these examples of like Tom Brady never switched a team, uh, of course. Uh, Tim Duncan, uh, Kobe, I think is a great example of, in one way, if you're a Lakers fan, you obviously have different opinions or whatever. But like, if you're just a regular old fan of the sport, in one way, I guess as an outsider, it's cool that Kobe was on the Lakers forever. Maybe I don't know, but I also wish that at some point he would have like gotten traded or went to play for someone else just to keep it more interesting for me for that season because it was kind of boring to know that he was going to be on that same team forever. So I don't know. So you kind of have you you have sort of the fantasy basketball perspective. Like instead of letting people keep somebody forever, let's switch it up a little bit here. Let's switch these teams up. What if LeBron was on the same team as another player? Yeah. What if LeBron wasn't surrounded by ten guys who were pulled out of the stand randomly by before all the, game the beer started? vendors that won a contest for most yeah. sales the year before? Yes. That's super interesting to me, but I love the idea and the conversation and all the different articles that are like, where can and should LeBron go this year, and where should Kevin Durant go next, and where should this guy go, whatever. That's That makes the NBA really exciting to me. I know that's a soap opera, and it's kind of crazy, but it's just kind of fun to hear other people's takes on, like, you learn more about the sport when you hear, and when you hear conversations in podcasts, or when you read articles about, like, why this guy fits in here. So, like, LeBron going to Philly, I think, would be amazing, but then you think about LeBron playing with Ben Simmons or playing with Joel Embiid, and a lot of people talk about how that would work or wouldn't work, and that's just interesting to me. And I just, I know that that's not really the case with football. It's not like there's a whole lot of, well, if Tom Brady this year gets traded to, I don't know, San Diego or some bullshit or whatever, how would that change the structure of their strategy? That's not really an NFL thing, I guess. Um, But the NHL, I feel like Ovechkin was basically, he was drafted by the Capitals, I'm assuming, right? 
Yeah, he's been on the Capitals for 120. And that's just like how it works in the NHL. And Chelios and Crosby and Yager and all these guys. Maybe Yager's not a great example. I think he may have switched teams, right? Yeah, I mean, Yager's played for everybody in the league. Now. Okay, so he's not a he good example. but for, He was in the league for 33 years. So. I just wonder if it's an aspect of the NHL that would be a little bit more fun if they're maximum four-year deals or whatever it is. Um, and then they just kind of change up teams every couple of years. Maybe it would make it more fun. But then again, I'm not a huge NHL oh. fan, so it might actually be horseshit oh. and ruin the league. I, so uh, I, it might. I think if you introduce that along with multi puck, I think we uh-huh. we really now be cooking with gas. Now we're cooking. Here so. we go. Multi puck and mega stick. Meg- <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, hey! Don't knock it until you tried it. We don't have any idea if if, <laughs> if mega stick would work or not. Right. Think of how powerful those slap shots would be. Like, probably double the speed, right? <laughs> they wouldn't be. Yeah, I know a lot of guys, when they're trying to get a faster slap shot, they like to grab a flagpole and use No, that. it's true. Uh, I was I was reading an article that Mike Trout's home runs have been going a lot farther. It's because his bats now weigh, like, seven pounds. <laughs> can barely pick him up. Ugh, so much power. Make a stick. Yep. See, that's why people tune in, man. Nowhere else are you going to hear about the mega stick concept. Right. It's yeah, between think, that and me yeah. talking for 40 straight minutes about random World Cup teams that really are why people download this podcast. I know, I know. I've heard, I heard one time, like back in 2014, Mike Max took ayahuasca and he just. Uh, <laughs> Went crazy on a Wednesday night on the old neighbor, and uh, well, that's probably the only the other time been, you would hear some of these concepts. Is yes, I, I yeah, tell so you, those tapes have been destroyed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those tapes have been destroyed, and rightfully so. I feel like sometimes the sport of sounds like the last hour of Dark Stars show on WCCO when the old Dark Man had been at it for a while and was getting a little loopy and. Started throwing out some stuff that maybe would have been best left off the airwaves. That's almost all of our show. It's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for indulging me on some NBA talk. I think it's really interesting, but I try to minimize on here because I can tell I hear I can I can see I can actually hear the tumbleweeds blowing into your homes when I start talking about the NBA. So um. I will say this. If LeBron signs in Boston, I might be done watching the NBA forever. Yeah. That sounds awful. That's going to be really hard for me because for many years I have been a huge LeBron fan, as you know. I have also equally hated hated the Boston Celtics, so I'd have to probably do some right. real soul-searching if that ever came to pass, but I don't think it will. Um, I have no idea where he's going to let, land, but uh, I just it does make sense from basketball, you know, because whatever, but I just it would be too crazy. Right. Uh, okay, so last segment. I was wondering if we could talk about dad life for a couple minutes. I just, I do want to mention for the Minnesota Twins fans, before we get to dad life, mm-hmm. if you were going to make a 10 second highlight video of the 2018 Minnesota Twins season, you could probably do worse than the incident from the eighth inning of this current Twins game that. It's going on right now, but by now you'll probably have seen this clip 
where the Twins are already down 3-2. Addison Reed has already given up two runs to a terrible Detroit Tigers team to go from the Twins being 2-1 ahead in the bottom of the eighth inning to being 3-2 behind. Then he gives up a single to right field with guys on first and second, which the guy playing right field is Robbie Grossman. And Robbie comes up. Oh, God. It's a sharp sharp hit single to right field. So he's got a chance of throwing a guy out at a plate. And I cannot describe for you just how offline his throw was. I can. I didn't see it. So you got to paint me a word picture, Joe. I can. I can tell you that the catcher at a full sprint couldn't reach it. It was that far up the third baseline. Not only did the pitcher who was backing up home plate not have a chance to get it before it bounced into the dugout, but actually the third baseman, who shouldn't have been involved in the play at all, had a better chance at reaching the ball. I think it was probably closer to third base than it was the home plate. And that right there is your Minnesota Twins season. Wait, and this was... Robbie Grossman. And he was charging on a single? It was a one-hop single to the right fielder. He should have really had a good chance of throwing the guy out at home. So... Like, my first thought was, all right, throw the guy out at home, then at least it's still only 3-2. to two. I, uh... But instead, oh he airmailed it into the dugout, and it was 5-2. to two. So... I have played a small amount of baseball compared to old Bob Grossman, uh, but I've played right, right field a million times in my life, and I've made that throw a million times in my life. And it's when you're charging on a single, it's not a difficult thing to do to pick a ball up and throw it pretty close to home plate. You're not that far away. Throwing a baseball is fairly no. easy, just generally speaking. This sounds like the equivalent of if you were going to shoot a free throw – Instead of missing just by a little bit, you somehow hit one of the other guys in the free throw line with the ball. <laughs> That's how hard if, it is to I make had, a throw that fucking terrible. It's it's an easy throw. If I had put you in blind if I had put you in right field and blindfolded you yeah. and spun you around three times, I still would have expected you <laughs> to get a closer to the home plate than Robbie Grossman did. He literally if you're if you're throwing the ball to home plate, what you really have to do at the very basic level is keep it somewhere between the first base dugout and the pitcher's mound. Just anywhere in there. Anywhere. It'll look fine on TV fine. that it was fairly close, even though it was a fucking awful throw. For it to look I bad on TV. Describe, Jeez. I can't... I, I hope this clip becomes widely played tomorrow because I can't describe for you how far up the line his throw actually was. It was... It was sheer nonsense. And that's your Twins 2018 season. All right, now let's talk about dad life. Well, I don't have a ton to uh, to discuss today. Um, I will say that in two days, I'll be embarking on a road trip with my, my wife and our two kids. Oh, nice. And then, and then uh, a pal <laughs> and his wife and their two kids. So there's eight of us going to Kansas City road trip and we have Ooh. decided that we are going to rent a suburban and go together in the same car wow Kansas City. and the ages of the children second. are six five three and three so i know i don't need to hear that this is a terrible idea i guess what i'm asking is and this is probably more for Stu. uh have you ever done anything this stupid 
Oh, gosh, no. This is really dumb. That's it, right? I yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I figured you'd know almost immediately, like, no, can't yeah, top that. No, this is this is crazy. This, yeah. is, this is some what bad are, craziness you're into. Oh. What are the chances that there's some sort of divider in a Chevy Suburban behind the second row of seats that you can just pull up? And then you can let the children sort of create their own society. This sort of sounds like you that know? episode of the Sim- episode of the Simpsons when Homer decided to make his own car, and there was like two separate yeah. sections, <laughs> and the horn did look yeah, Racha. Like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a zero percent chance of that happening. I've seen the photos of the no. suburban that we're renting. I didn't Boy. know eight people would fit in the suburban. Where where did all the children go? Well, I guess you can rent ones that have two bench seats. So you've got two up front, and then a three-person, and then a three-person. And that's your eight folks. Oh. So, I I don't know. I was just hoping that Stu would be able to be like, oh, no, I did something dumber one time, and I survived. But you haven't. The one thing that is a, is a potential man. saving grace is that we're heading to Kansas City. And once we get there... We're going to have a great time because Kansas City is a pretty cool, cool place uh, with a ton Are of barbecue. Are you just going to do nothing but eat barbecue? Yep. We've got uh, plans to go to three different barbecue places, all of which are awesome. Ooh. What are the three? Oh, okay. Uh, number one is Jack Stack. It's just okay. a couple blocks from our hotel, and we've been there before, and we really liked it. I know it's not probably the sexiest of options, but it's still pretty good. Uh, number two is Joe's, of course, Oklahoma Joe's. Of course. Which I'm super excited about. And the third one is, uh, I think it's an up-and-comer, but it's called Q39 that everyone's just been... I've been to Q39. All right, people people go nuts talking about it. What, do you, what did you think? I thought it was good. Yeah. I, I think Joe's is better, but that's not a surprise to anybody. Um, but I really like Q39. Joe's has the burnt ends good... on Saturday mornings, which is when we're going to plan on going there. So I'm going to be eating just, right. just my weight in burnt ends. There's no reason to stop, I guess, is what I'm saying. Right. Your, your brain is going to try to tell you that you've eaten enough burnt ends or even too many burnt ends. Yep. And I, I got to I gotta ask you, Brandon, have you gotten to this point in your life by listening to stupid people like your brain? <laughs> no, you haven't. What you need to do is keep shoveling in the burnt yep. ends taking notes. until there are no more burnt ends. I'm writing this all down right now. Keep going. Shovel it all in. Yes. We'll yeah. do. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So once we get there, I think it'll be a blast. We've got a nice hotel, pool, yada, yada, yada. But the, uh, oh, boy. I. This is the dumbest. What are the chances that you were the one that rented the car? That it was my idea? No, that you were literally the only driver on the thing. And so you have to be... Up in the front of the car, away from the awfulness that's taking place in the back. Oh, my buddy and I are, are we're going to be front seaters pretty much the whole time. So that will help. But still, I'm going to hear all the other... I don't know if I can put my, my earbuds in. I don't know. Maybe I'll give it a try. We'll see what happens with that. Oh, gosh. Oh. <laughs> You're so disgusted. Oh, You're just how is, so mad. How is Danielle... How is Danielle doing? Well, she uh, I think I must have caught her in a good mood when we planned this out because she was like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll give that a whirl. 
but ever since has been oh. having such buyer's remorse. Um, why, <laughs> why are we doing this? I can't believe it. Whose idea was this? What was, we had to, I had to go back and find the original email thread that we were on and like forward it back to her for her to read like from the beginning to understand like, oh, this was our thought process. That's how much she was hating it. So I don't know. It's probably going to be a disaster. The only saving grace, um, the only thing I can think of for the actual drive is each one of us is so unbelievably pre-furious about it that we may be able to get by just on low expectations. Like we're already expecting right. it to be the worst thing ever. So if we don't like flip over in a fiery crash, hey, not bad. That's a win. <laughs> Man, I still, Me? I, God, I, 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 <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what you're doing, Brandon. Yeah, I've rendered you speechless, and it's not easy to, for a for a veteran dad like yourself to come across. I'm sure you've made your dad. I mean, you've probably made a billion mistakes. To ha- to render you speechless oh. is uh, is really saying something. I'm. Yeah, I. Jesus. Man, just I, I hope you bring all four kids back. That's really, I think, that's the goal. That's your stretch goal, I think. That's your <laughs> Patreon. That's your Kickstarter goal is to bring all four kids back. <laughs> Stu, I feel like we need a little sharing the pain right now. So what's the dumbest thing you ever did with your children? Oh, God. Um, whew. Uh Ah, oh, boy. Well, I mean, I they, they're they all going to end up, at least for most part, being born and raised in St. Cloud. So that's... <laughs> that's but is there that's something gonna, you got, like, over-ambitious that's, that's to, gonna... to try? Like, I was just reading yeah. today, Drew McGarry took his two sons to the Championship Day Parade for the Washington Capitals... Which was a disaster, and I can't believe he actually mm-hmm. did that. What a terrible idea! A six and a nine-year-old mm-hmm. uh, to you know in the middle of that terrible idea. That was all from overambition, which is the exact same problem I've had as well. Have you ever done something like mm-hmm. that? Like, oh, we can for sure do this, and then a third of the way through, you're like, oh no, we cannot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you know, my wife uh, does runs and stuff, and so like afterwards, you know have the kids with me and like she gets like a free you know beer free bloody mary at whatever uh place is sponsoring the 10k or whatever and yeah haul the kids in there and it's just like the fall of fucking rome i mean there's just (laughs) all these marathon people who are just delirious from running way too fast way too early way too long and now they're getting just a stream of vodka into them and they're just it's and, oh, and uh, that's also happened, I think, oh, that was on St. Patrick's Day, too, in St. Paul. So, yeah, that was a, that's that's great. Don't bring your kids to a bar in St. Paul on St. Patrick's Day. Oh, Jesus. Not ever. Wow. No, don't. Oh, no. That, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, Babies, don't do that. A grown they're, adult they're, children, none of them. None of them should be around. I mean, no, no. Oh. And actually, just don't ever go to St. Paul for St. Patrick's Day, period. You'll, you will need therapy. It's awful. Feels it's, like a thing no, you just don't do, do once. It. Learn your lesson. Yeah, it, it's like if, if if it's like if New Orleans really just fucked up Bourbon Street. That's St. Paul and St. Patrick's. Day. Yeah, unprepared Bourbon Street. Exactly. Oh. Well, 
I don't know. I'm leaving. We're leaving again. We're recording this on Wednesday night. We're leaving Friday morning. So I'll report back next week. With I hope. I hope to God I come back. Um, yeah. Good luck. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. Fifty fifty. We'll see what happens. Yeah. We all have yeah, to make mistakes, um, and this is going to be one of them. And uh, hey, at yeah. least it's over Father's Day, so I've got a little bit of less guilt of like, yeah, I fucked up, but it was my weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already trying to justify. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, this is a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. All right. Well, that's all I had to talk about. Do you guys have any other parting words? I got nothing, man. John, I I'm I'm just excited for the World Cup. Yeah, good. Yep. I hope you guys are excited too. Oh, I I do want to say that maybe I did mention this already. I don't know. Sports Sports Reference. Did I Did I mention that they launched yes. their soccer yes. site? Did I say you mentioned that? It in the green room? Oh, I believe, or were we already recording? Yes. Oh well. Uh, whether I said it on the podcast or not, I just want to say again that nobody should expect anything out of me, not only because of the World Cup, but also because there's now a, well, it's it's fbref.com, not soccerreference.com, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. fbref.com is where I'm going to spend all of my time now. Good to know. Well, it was nice okay. having you on the podcast, John. We uh, we, we yeah. loved every second of it. So uh, It's been real. Best of luck uh, in your future endeavors. Have a good life. That's a great way to end the podcast. Thank you. That is a good way. Okay. Have a good life. Let's press stop now. Bye, everybody. All right. Call it.